Welcome to Fiercely Flipping 50 with Janelle J, the place where you'll learn thought and skill mastery at a whole new level. If you're ready to bring your midlife goal into epic existence with joy, fun, and ease, and become the woman who has the results you want, you're in the right place. Now, here's your host, certified life and health coach, and NLP and law of success practitioner, Janelle J. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I hope that you are having a fantastic week, that you have a fantastic weekend planned. I'm recording this on a Friday, so hopefully you are ready for a really fun, creating a really fun weekend. So before we get started with today's podcast, I want to let you guys know that I have one-to-one coaching slots open and available for you. So over the next six months, I can help you bring your midlife goals into existence with fun, joy, and ease. That's totally the goal of my program. And we'll do this by working through your imagination, upgrading your thoughts and limiting beliefs, We'll be leveraging your emotions so that they're working for you instead of against you or pulling you away from what you want. Emotions like fear or uncertainty or self-doubt. And I'll help you create your how because there is no one right way. We each have our own way of reaching our goals. And then taking inspired action on that how And finally, gratitude. We reach our goals easier, better, more fun, more ease when we bring gratitude into it. All right, so this program is the $10 Mercedes. It's that good, you guys, and valuable. And my promise to you in this program is that you will for sure have shifts and growth that you never thought were possible. So join me in this program. Take me up on this one-on-one opportunity to work together to get you to your goals. And the way that you can do that is to just shoot me an email at Janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L-E, J-J-I, at Janelle, J dot com. All right. It's that easy. And I'll put that in the show notes link, the link in the show notes. There we go. The link to the email in the show notes. And just let me know that you're interested, that you want in. Okay. Um, it's, it's so fun. And again, if you're curious about it or know that you want in, and if you're as certain as I am that this is for you, then let's get on that call. All right. So today's podcast is going to be all about the three parts of your brain and why you're not getting the results you want. I want to give you guys a little bit of science in this whole thing of goal achievement. And I did um, a similar presentation that I'm going to talk about to you guys on the podcast today in a group that I belonged to last week. 
and people got so much out of it. So I thought it's, this would be a really good thing to bring to this audience as well. So let's dive in. Your brain, our brain, everybody's brain has, there's three parts that are involved in getting the results that we want. Okay. There's three parts of our brain that are involved in getting what we want. There's the limbic system. There is the prefrontal cortex. And there's the brain stem, which I refer to as the critter brain, because that's the part that's always chattering at us about all kinds of things that we'll talk about. And I think we'll start there. We'll start with the critter brain. So the critter brain or the brain stem was the first to develop in humans. And it's always gauging risk versus safety. Is this safe to do? Is this too risky? This part of our brain, its job is to keep love, safety, and belonging intact. So if it perceives that any of these things are at risk, then the alarms sound. Okay, and it sees anything that is survivable is worth continuing because we've survived it before. So things like um, if you're overeating, if you're trying to lose weight and, and you just can't do that, it sees being safety in keeping that weight on because that is something you've survived. It's something that you know how to do, right? I've had people um, in my programs who have had some trauma or abuse and they continue that in one way or another throughout their lives or in their lives. And part of that is because they know how to survive that. Even though it's not something we still want, if it's familiar, if this part of our brain sees it as survivable, then it wants to continue it. It argues to continue to stay the same. Okay. So the critter brain triggers freeze, fight, or flight. And freeze can look a lot of different ways, but one way we freeze is we get into indecision. We start the conversation with, I don't know how. That's our brain on freeze. We fight, which means we argue for things. We argue for staying the same. We argue, I don't have enough time. I don't know how. It never works. Like we fight back and we argue with ourselves. We may even argue with others about why it's not possible, why we can't do it right now. Um, why we, it's too hard to learn something or too difficult to get done. I was talking to somebody here not too long ago about weight loss and they were fighting with their argument to me about how they hate going to the gym. Like they were really fighting for that belief. It's, I, I hate going to the gym. I hate eating foods I don't want. I've had people fight in their business with, I just don't have time. I mean, that's kind of a universal one, right? It's easy to go to for us. And then there's flight. Flight is, I'll start tomorrow. 
like it's time to hit go. It's time to put the accelerator on and we flee. We, we flee from what we said we're going to do. Okay. I'll start tomorrow or perfectionism can show up here. I have to have all the things in place. I have, um, was talking to somebody just the other day about they wanted to start um, recording some YouTube videos for their clients. And her way of her flight was, I need to have the right microphone. I need to have the right outfit. I, like she had to have all this in place. And that was this part of her critter brain that was trying to flee, trying to fight, flight, go into flight away from what she wanted to do because the critter brain perceived it as not safety, not safe. It was not safe for her to do. And I just want you to notice how these triggers are caused by our thinking, right? When we say, I'll start tomorrow, things are just like, I have to have all these things in place. It has to be perfect. I don't have time. I don't know how. It never works. All of those are thoughts, right? When we have thoughts, emotions are attached to them and it stops us. So any new experience triggers this critter part of the brain because it's unknown. And the main driver of the critter brain is fear, which of course there's some fear when we have new experiences. When it decides or when it detects fear, it says stop, stay the same, stay safe. Okay, it puts in place this emotional triad of do what's familiar and easy, right? Stay away from what's hard. And that's where it keeps us. That's where it wants us to stay. And this part of our brain pretty much operates in the subconscious because a lot of the beliefs that we have that are holding us back we're not even aware of. We haven't developed an awareness of them yet. And that's really part of what I teach people is how to develop this awareness so that we can catch these things and they don't stop us and pull us back. And it's really just noticing the thoughts we're thinking and being curious, being curious about why is this so uncomfortable? Why am I fearing this so much? What's at risk here? Okay, the second part of the brain I want to talk about is the limbic system. And the limbic system is a lot about an emotion, about emotion. Again, it looks where love or belonging are threatened. It's the second part of our brain to develop. It uses emotions to promote a sense of safety and well-being. And these can be either negative or positive. So fear right? If we fear something, we stay away from it. And that promotes the feeling of um, comfort. Okay, it wants us to be comfortable, it doesn't want us to be uncomfortable. So this part of our brain, these emotions drive us towards experiences, or pulls us away from experiences. And if you're going for a goal, and if you even think about goals that, that you've had in the past, you've either been 
you've had moments where it's pulled you back, where emotion has pulled you back. And a lot of that has to do, all of that has to do with how we think about it, right? If we perceive, if our brain perceives there's risk or it's not safe, and we're having thoughts of, I could be rejected. People will judge me. What if it doesn't work? Things like that. Then we're being pulled away. It creates an emotion that pulls us back. It unlocks, or how can I say this? It wants us to avoid feeling pain or discomfort and to seek pleasure. Seek pleasure, avoid pain, do what is easy. That's the triad. It wants us to have the least amount of effort so that we can continue to feel good, right? Lots of people don't even set goals, which is totally fine not to set a goal. But personally, I believe that we're here on earth to always be growing and expanding. And when we stop doing that, it's when we become complacent and, and just not... There's not an eternal sense of fulfillment within us is what I find. But we want to, that's a really great reason to be setting goals, right? Um, is because it does move us forward. And when we set a goal, it's easy to sink back into that critter brain that says, stop, let's just let's just have this be easy, right? This limbic part of our brain says, let's have ease. And this part of our brain also operates from the subconscious. We don't know that all these things are happening within us. We're not turned into the emotion that we're feeling, tuned into the emotion we're feeling. We just are experiencing something we know and either taking action towards something or pulling away from it. Okay. We want to always be increasing that awareness, which is paying attention to how we feel and what our thoughts are. And then we have the prefrontal cortex, and this is the human brain. This is the last to develop. This is the logical conscious part of our brain. This part of our brain can be about Um, it, it can be like the calm mother that just says, it's okay, keep going for it, it's all gonna work out, you can do this, you have what it takes. This part of our brain is all about expansion and desiring the change, okay? This is the part of the brain that actually separates us from animals and because we can think critically from this part of the brain when we have take time to think about what we're thinking and the emotions. It's the part that tells us to keep pursuing the goal. Now, this part can be a little tricky too because we can use it against ourselves in some ways. So this part of our brain comes up with the justification for why we should stop doing something or why we should keep going, right? It's the analytical part. And it wants us, again, to feel safe and to have the new experience. So it gives us justification. I should do this 
I can do this, I should do this, and this is why. And if we allow it, if we're not paying attention, it can give us lots of justification. And most of that justification is actually coming from the critter part of our brain that's saying, whoa, this isn't safe. So it justifies choices and behaviors. So kind of the long and short here is that the critter and the limbic are primarily running from the subconscious mind and the prefrontal can work from both, but primarily it's running from the conscious mind, the conscious part of our brain. And here's the thing for change to occur, for us to get what we want, for us to be able to take the steps towards the goal, the results that we want, we have to get the green light in all three areas of this, the brain. And this can be tricky to, to do, right? But the critter brain wants to, has to feel safe. The limbic part of our brain has to say it's not a threat to love or belonging. And the cortex has to be curious and excited about the possibilities. So can you see why it's so hard to reach the goal sometimes? Now, paradigms or our limiting beliefs primarily are created between the ages of zero and five years old. So that's mostly when we develop these limiting beliefs. And a lot of this can happen. I mean, obviously, we're not even aware of, of where a lot of these beliefs came from. And I do some exercises with clients that kind of help them figure out where these came from. And part of being able to create this three brains being in alignment is to create safety, right? If it's protecting us from not being safe, we need to have a feeling or a sense of safety. And I do an exercise a lot of times with clients to help them create the safety. Well, we do a lot of different exercises around this, but part of it is just being able to notice maybe when this belief first started, when there was a first sense of it and making peace with that, like letting that be okay. Just understanding with love and compassion where that belief might've come from. And that way that brings awareness to it, right? And when it comes up again, be like, oh yeah, that's right. I remember when I felt that before. And I remember that I was just a child. I just, like, I didn't even really understand the situation or the scenario. I was trying to protect myself. I was trying to create calm and peace in my life. You know, whatever it is. And when you have that awareness, then you can... When it comes up again, you can just say, oh yeah, I remember this. It's safe. Okay. We want to create safety for ourselves. So we carry these beliefs with us throughout our lives. And most people never become consciously aware of them. They're afraid to look at them. They're afraid of what might happen if they do see them. It feels unsafe even just to do that. And I want to tell you that it is so expansive or so it, it just is, what's the word I'm looking for here? It opens so much up when you can. You feel so much relief when you can start seeing how these 
limiting beliefs were formed and love yourself through them is kind of what we do. It's nothing to be feared at all. And I want to say that we're continually and unconsciously finding evidence to support these beliefs through our thoughts all the time. Okay, it's like when I was talking about how we argue for things. That's one way we try to escape the uncomfortable because it's not safe, right? But we're finding all of the reasons why. Okay, and we're looking for proof. And our thoughts that we've thought over and over again actually become our beliefs, right? The very first time that we thought a thought, even as a small child, it probably didn't become a belief in that instance. But as we could apply it to different situations or circumstances over our lifetime, then it became a belief. And these beliefs cause habits in our lives that we either like or we don't like. And most of the time, these habits we're so unconscious of. Like, think about how you go about your day. What you do first thing in the morning, what you do next. All the things, even up just until noon, are probably habits. Right? And when we create habits, those habits become part of our DNA. Like, our body can just do them, do the, take those actions without a lot of conscious thought. It's like when we drive a car, we know exactly when to put on the brake, exactly when to accelerate, when to put in park, when to turn, all the things. We're not constantly going, okay, I'm going to push on the accelerator. Now I'm going to push on the brake. I think I'll put this in drive. Okay. We're just mostly be, we're able to think about so many other things and drive the car at the same time. And that's what's happening with our habits. We're going about our life with these habits and we don't we're not even conscious of what's happening. And we want to be changing that. We at least want to become aware and choose on purpose. So I like to think of the um our body, our mind, I think of a big head and we cut it in half. And this is something that I learned from Bob Proctor. Um, he calls it the stick person. And at the top, there's five antennas that kind of shoot out of our head. And those represent our, sen our senses, our sense of see, sight, hearing, tasting, touching, and smelling. And those senses give us thoughts too. Those are sensory perceptions, right? So the top part of our brain, if we cut the circle in half, the circle that represents the mind in half, is our conscious thinking mind. This is the prefrontal cortex. This is where our thoughts, paradigms, and beliefs are originally formed, is in this conscious mind. This conscious mind is where our wants are stored, the things that we want are stored. And the second half of this circle, the one right below it, this is our subconscious mind. 
And this is where our paradigms are, our beliefs are. This is our emotional mind. This is the critter brain, the limbic system. This is where our habits are formed. This is where what is, is happening. What is now, a lot of this is in our subconscious. We don't, we're not conscious of why things are the way they are right now. We don't put a lot of thought into that. We don't know the, the, we can, we can find the beliefs that created where we're at now if we choose to do that, but we have to pull them from the subconscious mind quite often. Okay. And then the rest of the body below the head is the instrument of the mind. This just means the place we take action from. So when I'm taking action, I'm taking action from the conscious thinking or the unconscious thinking. That's creating the actions I take with my body and giving me the results that I have. And then of course, like those results turn around and create new thoughts, right? So this is why it's so important to be the monitor of our mind and to be paying attention when we're going after the goal in order to help us put those three brains together to get the green light and be able to take the steps we need to take to reach the goal. So how do we change this programming? Let's talk a little bit about that. We change our self-image. We change the image of who we are, right? We can't create what we want from the person that we are right now, or we would already have it. So in order to do this, and I've, I've got lots of podcasts on becoming, and you can look for those, just a couple of episodes. I did one on becoming in your cybernetic system. Um, I take, I have a podcast where I've taken you through a process for doing this, but we need to get a, a new self image. We need to form a self image and this self-image is going to anchor us into the goal. So we get clear on the habits and the characteristics of the person who has the result that you want. Get clear on how that person thinks and how that person feels. Know how you will feel when you have reached the goal. Okay, This emotion that you feel when you think about reaching the goal that is such a link to where you are now and where you want to be. And then you have to start stepping into this person now. Be this person. Think, act, feel like her or him. Okay, so that's one way to start getting this brain, the green light. The other way is to reject. So this is easy and hard in the sense that when I say reject, I mean Reject the thoughts, reject the beliefs that keep showing up for you over and over and over, even though you've done the work on them, even though you've made some peace with them, even though maybe you've gotten coaching on them and they still keep showing up over and over and over. They're not useful and we can just hit the reject button. I've gotten better at doing this because I've practiced it, which is obviously how we get better at anything, right? Is we practice it. 
And when I start seeing or feeling those emotions come, those thoughts come, those beliefs show up in my head, I think, reject. Nope, reject. I'm not entertaining this. I'm just rejecting it and I'm moving forward. Okay, so you can hit the reject button. And you can also start looking at your current belief system more deeply. Okay, and I'm going to take you through an exercise um, on this in a couple weeks on how to better do this and to kind of see what's what your stopping places are, what your beliefs are, and pull some of them out. But for right now, you can just start writing down your thoughts. Think about your goal and then just start writing all, down all your thoughts about it. And there'll be some thoughts about that'll probably feel exciting and there'll be possibility in them and there'll be some that'll have fear and um, scarcity maybe uh, more than negative emotions and just notice those thoughts and notice what they're creating if you think that thought how do you feel what action do you take when you think that thought likely it's probably not an action that's going to move you forward and because our thoughts always show up in our result line, because we're always thinking our way, believing our way into the results, we want to be thinking about what those thoughts are over and over again. Okay. And then we can be reframing. Okay. This is another tool that I use, that I give clients, that I use myself for being able to get past the hard parts, for getting unstuck. So reframing changes the relationship we form between the experiences and thereby we change the meaning that we make of them. So it's not changing the content of what happened necessarily, we're just changing the meaning. So let me give you an example of that. If I have the circumstance, um, let's just use the example of how about, let's do weight loss just because it's easy, or health. Let's just do better health. I want to have better health. I want to be able to um, live a longer, happier life. So I, I'm going for that goal. I'm taking some steps. I know my how. I've worked some of these things out. I can see the end result. I know how I'm going to feel, what I'm going to be thinking about. But there's still this part of me that perceives this as hard. Like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so hard might be my thought. Okay? And maybe we have this thought because we've gotten we've gone on this path before and gotten so far and then it didn't we just decided it didn't work maybe we have lost weight and then turned around and gained it and turned around and lost it or really got traction in our business or whatever our goal is gotten some traction made some forward movement and then we went we went back to not making money anymore Okay, 
And we made meaning of that. We decided I'm not the person who can do this. I'm not the person who can lose weight. That's not for me. I'm not that kind of person. I don't have those characteristics of that person. And so we've made meaning of that incident, right? We've made meaning of the fact that we've regained the weight or that we quit making the money. We make it mean something. And we get to reframe that by changing the meaning we made. So, I don't know if you guys can hear my neighbors running around in this car, which is totally fine, but it's kind of noisy. Anyway, sorry, squirrel. So, we're changing the meaning that we make. So, if we think that I'm not the kind of person who can lose weight because I've done it before and I always gain it back, we can reframe that through our thinking. We can reframe it by finding evidence or possibility. And that might look like it is possible for me to lose weight because I've done it before. I can figure it out because lots of other people have figured it out that have been in my shoes. Okay, so that's just doing a little bit of reframing. Okay, reframing is kind of just asking yourself some really good questions. And one of the best ones I know of is how is this possible for me? How can this be possible for me? And just sitting in the idea of what does that possibility feel like? Okay, and then letting yourself move forward from there. All right, this was a little bit sciencey, a little bit techy. Um, I hope you guys got as much out of it as the group that I presented it to um, a few days ago. And if you have questions, shoot me an email. I'd love to answer them. I'd love to bring more clarity to um, this concept for you. Thanks for tuning in. That's what I have for you today. And have a great rest of your week. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in. If you're ready to take a deep dive into bringing your midlife goal into epic existence and become the woman who has the results you want in your life, body, and business, book a free mini session. You'll get some great coaching. And if you're ready, you can learn more about working with Janelle one-to-one and her thinking into your results program. Go to www.janellej.com. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, share, and leave a review.
Thanks for tuning in. If you're ready to take a deep dive into bringing your midlife goal into epic existence and become the woman who has the results you want in your life, body, and business, book a free mini session. You'll get some great coaching. And if you're ready, you can learn more about working with Janelle one-to-one and her thinking into your results program. Go to www.janellej.com. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, share, and leave a review.